Hi coffee lovers. Welcome to Brewing Crime. My name is Britt. Welcome back to any previous customers that I have listening and welcome to any new listeners that I have out there. I'll give a little premise of what Brewing Crime is supposed to be. Um, And I really just see it as a podcast where friends are just talking about true crime. I have a ridiculous obsession with true crime. I always have. And I love telling stories to my friends. So this is just my take on some unsolved murders, murders, serial killers. I think I also want to get into conspiracies because I love a good conspiracy. If you are a previous customer, I apologize for taking such a long sabbatical. I had a lot of personal things going on. I moved into a new house. With that being said, if you hear my dog walking around, I do have hardwood floors, so you might hear him pitter-patter. But other than that, I won't chit-chatter too long. Grab yourself some coffee, some tea. Me personally, I am actually drinking a Marlowe right now. Um, It's seven o'clock at night and I'm recording this, so I wanted a glass of wine. So um, sit back, get yourself something to drink, and let's get into the unsolved murder of Francesca Motus and Drew Devourcini. Now let's get started. If you hear me sipping some wine, I apologize. If it's annoying to you, please don't come for me. And the reviews, it's kind of the whole jizz, you know, of the of the podcast. So, let's get started. On Wednesday, April 26, 2017, Francesca and Drew were reported missing. The couple met in Corazal, Belize, and were dating for around three or four months at the time. Both Francesca and Drew lived part-time in Belize, Drew was a veteran and wanted to just live a chill and relaxed life after serving two tours in Iraq and then two more years contracting in Afghanistan for the military. His mom described him as being just an overall happy guy. He constantly had a smile on his face. You couldn't miss him. This man was 6'6", huge tree of a man. He was said to just always be in a good mood and just kind of down for anything. Francesca was a realtor from Toronto, California. California. Come on, Britt. Toronto, Canada. And she spent her winter months in, in her home. I'm sorry, at her home in Belize. Francesca's sister and friends described her as just the life of the party. She was said to be just the light in the room. She was a very petite woman, so she was about 5'1", but when you walked in the room, your eyes darted to her. She just was a good, just happy overall person. They kind of sounded like a really fun couple to be around because both of them seemed like super fun. Both of them had their own separate residence in Belize. The couple's friend, Joe, was the one who reported them missing that Wednesday morning. Joe was supposed to be taking Francesca to the airport. Francesca booked a flight back to Toronto, 
because she actually sold her home in Belize and was actually going to be purchasing a house in Italy where she was born as her winter home. Joe got to Francesca's home at 8.45 in the morning, but no one was home. Drew's motorcycle was in the driveway, but Francesca's SUV was missing. Francesca's home was clean and tidy. Joe actually ended up going inside while looking for the couple, or even just Francesca, but her luggage was packed and no items seemed to be missing from the home. Joe knew something was wrong because the couple was last seen just the night before at a local bar. It was a goodbye get-together because Francesca was leaving the country. The couple was seen leaving in Francesca's SUV together at 10.45. Joe even went over to Drew's house and no one was home. Nothing seemed, you know, amiss. Nothing was broken into or anything. This is when he called the cops. Now, I did look on Google Maps and it shows that it's only a seven-minute drive from the bar that the couple was last seen at to Francesca's home. So, it's, you know, it's not that far of a walk, so in case they, you know, broke down or something, a matter, they could have just easily walked home. The police were informed, and the search kind of started. I say kind of because it was delayed. The police contacted Francesca's family, who contacted the airlines that she was flying on. The airlines kind of fucked up, and they told the family that she had boarded the plane. So they had to wait until the plane landed to actually talk to her, to see her, you know, just make sure she was on there. Unfortunately, she was not on the plane. They miscommunicated of not that she boarded the plane, but that she checked in. I'm going to take the wild guess that she actually checked in the night prior, but probably before she went to the bar, you know, as airlines, you know, advise you to do, which point I want to point out, that means that she had intentions of leaving, right? Like she wasn't just going to go AWOL, you know? So once they realized that she was actually missing, that's when the search started, But the police were just baffled. It was kind of a complete mystery. They just kind of upped and vanished. There was no evidence in either of the victims' home, and there was no sightings of Francesca's SUV in the area. Both of their phones were going straight to voicemail, and nobody has heard from them. The search started when friends of the couple in Belize started to go search on the ground, and they even rented a plane to do flyovers. From what I could tell from Google Maps and reading all the articles and all my research, it kind of seems like Corzal is kind of rural, like on the little streets, because there's a lot of sugarcane fields and things of that. So having this plane to do flyovers was an advantage for sure. Unfortunately, the search went on for six days and they found absolutely nothing until they found Francesca's SUV in a sugarcane field which was about 20 kilometers from the bar. Neither Drew or Francesca was found in or around the car. The SUV was stripped of pretty much everything, even including the car's battery. One day later, the bodies of Francesca and Drew were found, unfortunately. They were only six kilometers away from the SUV, 
gonna put, I just wanna put that in your mind because that's, I'm gonna come back to that later. The bodies were found in a, an advanced state of decomposition due to being in the hot sun of, you know, Belize, of the basically Caribbean, you know. Both the victims had duct tape around their right wrist, but their wrists, wrists were not bound together, which really puzzles me. And after the autopsy was conducted, it was concluded that both the victims died due to strangulation. At the time, they just had no leads. They just didn't know where to go. It was, it was like I said, a complete mystery. Only one person was declared a person of interest. Um, his name was John Desazies. I am totally saying that wrong, so I'm sorry. John was renting the bottom apartment on Francesca's home in Belize. In, in every article that I found that mentioned John, they gave no reason as to why they thought he was a person of interest. But I'm just going to assume they... Sorry if I'm, you know, putting it out there and maybe this is incorrect, but I'm just going to assume that they were mad that that they thought John was mad that she was leaving maybe she sold the home maybe he had to you know he's going to be evicted because she sold the home I'm not sure John spent 10 days in jail he described it as just an, a mental breakdown he did not know what to do but eventually he got a lawyer and they dismissed all you know, involvement that they thought he had in it. He had an alibi, which was his girlfriend, and they cleared him of any involvement. With that, with that being said, the police never said that there was anybody else um, involved or any uh, named any other person of interest. And as of today, the double murder of Francesca and Drew is still unsolved. I'm gonna take a little wine break and I will be back which to you will be about all of four seconds let's get to the theories what I'm gonna do is bring up every theory that I read about that I could find that I could dig up and or that you know I just thought of and I'm gonna give it a rating out of five on how plausible it is to this case. So let's start with robbery. This was brought up, just really a question, but I think it's kind of obvious that I don't think that this is the motive for the murders. It, I would give this a one out of five of the rating because Francesca's body still had her jewelry on it. Also, if the robbery was motive, I would think the suspect or suspects he would have taken the couple back to their homes to retrieve more valuables. From what I could see, the reason why that this was kind of thought of and brought up was because that the car was stripped, but nothing was taken that they could find. Now this leads to the second one, which is carjacking, and I would give this two out of five because the car was found. You know, it, you know, if you're carjacking, jacking someone, you would think you would do better than just 20 kilometers away. 
Now, I did look for details of the car, but I couldn't really find much. I'm thinking maybe that, you know, maybe they ran out of gas or something and they decided to ditch it. But I, I don't know, I just, I, I just don't see it because it was dumped in the area. And, you know, realistically, it could have even been scrapped. Like, full, I don't know if you've ever, you know, watched something or if you've been in a scrapyard or anything, it could have been scrapped. But why it, I, I don't know. Also, I just want to point out the victims were found six kilometers away from where the car was found, which is really suspicious. So, you know, if it was a car tracking and say that, you know, the car died or whatever, obviously it didn't die if they took the battery, but if that's the case, why take the victims to a different area? I also could not find if it looked like they walked the six miles or whatever. So, and if, and if they didn't, that means that they were transported, which also begs the question if they were taken to the area, killed, and then the car was dumped. I don't know. Like I said, I give this a two out of five because I just don't really see the pieces kind of adding up. Next is personal killing. You know, if this was a personal kill and I can't say I like this theory anymore of the rest, but I just feel like it makes the most sense. Both the victims were strangled. And that's a really personal way to kill an individual. It takes time. And this would be the perfect time for me to throw in the multiple suspects theory. Because there's two individuals. Okay, maybe he had a weapon. But at the same time, you gotta think, Drew was a huge, gigantuous man. And he also had training in the military. Now, um, that doesn't mean that they know a whole heck of a lot. No disrespect, um, I actually, uh, have been around the military community, and I do know that they're, <laughs> that's not a part of everybody, people, not everybody is high speed and is, you know, knows kung fu fighting, you know? Not everybody's Jackie Chan from Rush Hour, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, uh, they were obviously like capacitated in some way, decapacitated. I don't know if I'm saying that word correctly, because there was duct tape. But why only on the right wrist? I don't understand. But this is why I think that there had to be multiple, multiple people that obviously, obviously at one point their car dragged them or however they got into the vehicle, whenever this happened, I think that it is plausible that there had to be two people. But at the same time, they couldn't find any motive that any, that for anybody to want to kill them. So for it being personal, it doesn't really make sense. Because of this, I give this a three out of five rating. The next theory that was brought up in a lot of the forums that I read and everything was gangs, like gang violence. And I, when I say I did, I spent hours looking for statistics and everything for at this time of gang violence. There really wasn't much. Honestly, I give this theory a one out of five. There, there is gangs in Belize and in Corza. I'm not saying that there isn't. And actually, later on this year, there was um, some gang activity, and then like there was retali retaliation, and, and with the government, blah, 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 but this was after, okay? This was actually after. And at the same time, uh, the way that they were killed, there it, it does not, 
have any red flags of this is a gang, you know, it's not like it would be initiation or anything of the matter. So honestly, <laughs> when you say that this case is unsolved and just a complete mystery, like I feel that to its bones because it's, it just doesn't make sense. It's, it's a random killing, which you can give that up as a theory. You know, if you want to do a little, what's his name? Isaiah Keys, you know, a little sprinkle random serial killer up on here. But uh, then again, also, I mean, not that I'm saying that he, I'm not saying that this is one of his victims, if you know who he is. Um, because one, this has nothing, like they wouldn't have been found if they were, you know, Keys victims. But my point being, it just, it really has to be random. Um, really for it to make sense, it's just, it's kind of at a loss. Unfortunately, there's no more leads, and both the family families are really upset because the police kind of just stopped. You know, it's it's kind of a cold case, but you know they don't even return the calls from the families, and it's just kind of uh, there's a big question mark. And my heart hurts for both the families. Francesca left behind two twin, two two sons who were twins. Um, who were 22 at the time of their mother's murder and you know drew had a brother and his mother was just sound she sounded like the sweetest sweetest lady on everything they listened to um but it's this is this is a kind of a crappy unsolved murder so is it for this unsolved case i want to thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode i apologize it's kind of a cliffhanger i know a lot of people don't like unsolved cases normally i don't but i love things that make me question and kind of make me dig even more i'm kind of a curious cat in in that sense you know um But this felt super good to be back, to be recording, to researching cases. I hope you enjoyed it. Please give me a rating on Apple Podcast. If you're listening on Apple, if you're listening on Spotify, I wish we had ratings on there. I wish we did. And if you're listening to, there's many other platforms that this is posted on. So um, please give me some feedback. I would really appreciate it. But also at the same time, please be nice. Um, this is a one-man show and this is actually just a hobby, you know, this is just something I enjoy doing and um, uh, the, You know, I, I was listening to a different podcast today and they said that most Podcasts Start going being at their peak around season three. So I'm gonna call this season two, you know, you know, so We're, we're almost there. We're almost there. We just got to get through one more season. So Thank you again for listening and stay tuned for the next episode, whenever that does come out. Bye guys.